because you know why? He's a Frankenstein's monster. Ugh, he's grotesque. <laughs> he's so grotesque. <laughs> this is part of the lore now, is that we have Frankenstein monsters fighting in the U.S. Army. Why well, is this always a challenge? It's always hunting season. It's always hunting In other words, season. Dr. Wilkerson, you expect to find a fully preserved mummy when you open this sarcophagus. That is our hope, gentlemen. Uh, and lady. From the mm-hmm. carvings and hieroglyphics on the case, we believe this to be from the tomb of Amenhotep IV. We're quite disturbed by the fact that last night we left the sarcophagus upright, and this morning we found it here on its back. Yes, we're not saying that anyone tried to steal it. But we do know that a find such as this would be quite valuable to any rival museum. Do you have any worries about a curse on this mummy case, like there was on uh, King Tut's tomb? No, we're men of science. Whatever we find in here, you may be quite sure will not frighten us. (laughs) Hello, and welcome to another amazing, unearthed, one-of-a-kind, dead-for-3,000-years episode of The Monster Hunters. The only show that dares to shun millions, billions, trillions, infinite number of hours of streaming content that is both fun and exciting to watch. We say nay to all of that. In in turn, we watch a 60-year-old sitcom about a Frankenstein monster. Frankenstein monster, named Munster, and his grotesque family. I am Derek, and I am a monster hunter. Joining me at the Frankenstein-headed table of monster hunting and monsterism is the one and only Shun DMC himself, Keith. Hey, what's up? This is KG. I'm Monster Hunter. Oh, I thought there was going to be more to that. And there wasn't across the table from uh, the abrupt stopper is the abrupt starter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the the king of men, the carpenter with a million hands or something like that. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Master yes. of Disaster, uh, Dr. Dre of Kansas, Terry. So. <laughs> <laughs> and there we are. Time to close the books, and we're going to end this one the way we do every episode. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Oh, gentlemen, Um, you big balls of fun. We're here for season one, episode 32 in the slog known as the first season of The Munsters. Uh, This one's called Mummy Munster. But before (laughs) we do that, how are you guys doing? I'm doing good. I, uh, I'll be honest, I, I shortened it up there at the beginning because I'm, I'm trying to make up for all the ums that I say during most of what I, I normally talk about. Oh, fair enough. And right. uh, so like 100 ums, I just, you know, I, I won't talk as much up front. Okay. Right. Yeah. Fair Me, enough. I'm just sticking a hole in the backyard to put my sarcophagus in and I'm going to put all our tapes in there. So 3000 years from now, someone can dig them up and find us uh, waiting for them. Unearth um, a sarcophagus, sarcophagus with mm-hmm. our tapes in it. Oh, yeah, goodness. I'm going to put all the episodes on tape, put them in there. People are going to love them. Oh, yeah. man, I, I saw somebody online, uh, some podcast. I forget what it's uh, like a true crime one. But they made 50 cassette copies that they were going to do as like giveaways to Patreon, to, like help boost their Patreon, stuff like that. And they said that, that they were deleting those episodes completely. Like, oh, and the only place that you could actually get them was on a cassette tape it's cassette tape yeah that's a horrible huh. idea and i was like that seems so weird like i don't know if you get the if you think of that big of a fan base that's gonna like 
freak out that they can't get it anywhere else. They can't stream it someplace and they got to find it like a old, old style copy of something. Mm-hmm. Uh, you find uh, a cassette yeah. player. Yeah. People mm-hmm. like they don't, they can't Google a crime and read the Wikipedia about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. So it was, uh, it was just weird though. I, they looked really cool though. And I was like, Oh man, it's monster hunter cassettes. Oh, yeah, that, that might be kind of nice. We're a, we're a classier than that. We'll do vinyl, I think. Yeah, vinyl Ooh, pressing. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. my goodness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love to listen to my podcast with the all the ums, the weird breathing and <laughs> the crackle of the vinyl. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that, yeah, that probably just brings uh every um to life. Oh yeah. Oh, it, sure it gives does. us so much energy. Yeah. Yeah. I think we'll record and what are those like old like monophone like it's got you just like sing into the bell of the thing and it mm-hmm. records onto a record for right you. under the tube then mm-hmm. like i think that's how we'll start recording our episodes from now on sure i, I see the thing online every now and then about how you can like get your ashes like you know pressed into an, uh, an album oh, okay. and and so i just want to let you guys know if if that happens i please press it into a monster hunters episode album and if it happens do you plan on immortality keith <laughs> Uh, I have for a long time. Okay. Um, mm. Only recently, as my body said, "Hey, maybe not." And um, yeah, just uh, you know, it, it, you know, when the time comes, I you know, I'm gonna pass on my ashes to you guys to turn into an album with the Monster Hunters episode on. That's morbidly exciting. Yeah, it sounds like a very <laughs> monstery thing to do. It is, um, and I will follow that up with the same thing as well. Um, Excellent. Mm. Pre- pre- press my ashes well no make a needle out of my ashes mm. um to play the record Ooh. that keith is and then terry can mm. sit there and listen to uh, <laughs> <laughs> his fa- whatever his favorite episode is yeah yep i'll just cut out my track and i'll just talk along with you guys as if it's still. <laughs> i'll be rocking on my front porch with my cane just oh my oh, goodness wow. that's Terry, amazing terry's always up there just i think he's losing he's always just talking <laughs> to the to the record player oh yeah anytime there's a dead space he's saying something <laughs> can't believe herman fell down the stairs again <laughs> yeah he keeps calling himself son of man mm-hmm. and he laughs <laughs> at the same parts every time yeah oh yeah. my that now that sounds like an eternity worth living. What if that's your heaven, Terry, is listening to? <laughs> that's my heaven. Turns out, wait a minute, am I dead? Dun, dun, dun. That's when the camera zooms out. And then yes. it's like, oh, really, it is. It's just a Terry sitting on a porch in the, mm. in the vast nothingness of the eter- eternity mm. listening yep. to the Monster Hunters. I'm sitting down with all my family, like trying to explain to them the mm. Monster Hunters podcast, and they're just all silently eating their food. And I'm trying to frantically explain it. It's like nobody's paying attention. <laughs> no to me. one's listening. And then oh. I look down, and yeah, I've like faded away into ash. Maybe I got stabbed or something. Oh, I don't know. No. <laughs> At dinner? <laughs> yeah. <maybe>. I, <laughs> oh, I was I was just picturing that like it's it's playing on repeat, and then oh. the devil's laughing because it's like, ah, all those times you got away. Oh, oh yeah, that's, that's true. The ultimate curse. Yeah. I, yeah, I thought Terry was alluding to like maybe like his uncle Luke or something. That's like, I'll tell you what. If Terry talks about this podcast <laughs> one more fucking time, I'm gonna stab him at dinner. And everybody's <laughs> like, okay, that's cool. And then <laughs> when it happened, nobody responded. Mm-hmm. Oh well, sorry, Terry. Yeah, it happens. You know what else happens? Mm. This what? we light a candle and we start scurrying down that hallway towards the cathedral, but we have to watch out for low hanging fruit, cobwebs, twizzlers. And all that kind of good rat shit. And then open mm. the creaky gate, push some ghosts. Hello, ghosts. We're here yet again um, in 
your eternal prison, known as yep. our cathedral. Mm-hmm. Um, please do not try to turn back into physical form and escape. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna At run this up point, to... they will probably try to strangle us if they come back. So yes, <laughs> yeah. oh they, yeah, yeah. There's they vendetta. Um, they hate me with a passion. Uh, <laughs> so I'm gonna go over here to the shelf where Indiana Jones has left <clears throat> a big pile of stuff, and I'm gonna go past that. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm I'm saying stuff is a collective niceness for collective nicety for the goo and crap that's just piled up there. <laughs> Um, <laughs> oh. oddly, there's a little bit more each week. It's kind of weird. Yeah, it's starting to look like a melted candle, but I don't see oh. the wick anywhere, and it's gross. Yeah. Um, so, hmm. oh, that's a that's horrible visual. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to picture that one. So it was, too uh, late. Uh, it's in everybody's mm-hmm. head now. I'm going to be thinking uh, about the whole time we're talking about this stuff. <laughs> uh, let's see. Past the movie to book translations. Uh, past uh, a collection of used Mad Libs. Oh, man, I wish Ooh. there was one that was empty. We could do that for a Patreon. Mm. To Ooh. the dusty, leather-bound tome, pull it off, blow it off, <sighs> open it up, <clears throat> drop to a knee, present it to Keith, Alter Boy to Pre-Style for another Monster Hunter's Almanac Factoid Fact Tidbit Shit Sheet Psalm of the Week. All right. Well, um, all right, we... we uh, kind of ran through all the universal monsters recently hmm. and um as we've been cruising through season one here i i wanted wanted to make sure i i kind of dug around a little bit and made sure that everybody that as many people as possible that have been kind of key folks on the monsters get a lot of the recognition that they uh that they deserve from mm-hmm. us you know mm-hmm. uh yes. terry on our skooma trips you kind of cover off on a lot of the guest actors and stuff like that mm-hmm uh, and this could be a quick one because I, I couldn't find a ton about this guy overall, like as far as like any like, you know, background about him outside of like just a laundry list of stuff that he has worked on uh, overall. Uh, but his name is John McCarthy, Jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's one of the set directors mm-hmm. for for the Munsters. In fact, he is the only one only person who is listed as set director for all 70 episodes. Wow. Um, so I'm guessing and it doesn't say anything specific about like what part of the set, but I am assuming that he is because there's a couple other people that have like 20 episodes or like 10 episodes. I'm assuming he was responsible for a lot of set decoration in the house because that's in every single episode. Uh, he was born, uh, in June of 1912. Wow. Uh, he eventually died in 1994 at the age of 81. Uh, he is nominated for, he got nominated for two Oscars in his lifetime and also was nom- nominated for a primetime Emmy. Wow. For yeah. the monsters. Uh, no, no. Oh. Um, but I'll get those as we go through, uh, some of his stuff here though. Oh, okay. According to Wikipedia, uh, he gains a lot of experience from, and what is a seemingly endless succession of B movies. If you're on like IMDB, he has over 500 he has 595 set decoration listings. Dang, hmm. that, that is a lot. Uh, from 1935 all the way up until 1980, he gains a, a lot of success or uh, you know recognition when in 1948. Uh, by the way, when he's doing this, like we're doing like we're talking like 10, 15 movies per year, just pop, 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 popping them off. He uh, worked on the uh, production of 
Macbeth for Orson Welles in 1948. Mm. So it's kind of like his big, uh, his big break there. Mm-hmm. Four years later in 1952, he was nominated for an Oscar for uh, the quiet man. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, not sure if you guys are familiar with, uh, with that. I've movie. heard of it. I've never seen it, but I've heard of it. Uh, yeah. I I've never seen it earlier or I mean, either it's a American 1952 American romantic comedy drama. It was directed by John Ford. It stars John Wayne, Maureen O'Hara. Oh, you yeah. Know so I, I don't know I, if I've ever seen a John Wayne movie. It's uh, no, he, I know I haven't. I do know he said Pilgrim a lot, though. Hey, there, he Pilgrim. Yeah, no matter what the movie was about. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Except <laughs> for the one that was about pilgrims. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's trying to send a message. However, that year, uh, that movie did win uh, Best Director and Best Cinematographer uh, for Color in 1953. Uh, and it was also for four other categories, including Best Picture. Wow, that's pretty good. As well as um, the one that uh, uh, that our man uh, McCarthy Jr. here was was up for. So, so is John Wayne the Quiet Man? Because doesn't sound from what I know of John Wayne doesn't seem like his type. You know, yeah. I mean, I don't. Yeah, I mean, he's just he only says Pilgrim. So, I mean, I guess yeah, so the rest is quiet. <laughs> well, he says it so loud though. Yeah, but I'll, he says it a lot though too, mm-hmm. and it's yeah. in lieu of other words, like Pilgrim, yeah. Pilgrim, Pilgrim, Pilgrim. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of. Uh, I think the the odd part is the fact that it's not a it's not a western. No, it's no, not. no. Uh, which I think would would throw you off a little bit to know that that John Wayne is in there. I cannot imagine him being in any movie that's not a western at all. Yeah. He he then hits the TV scene uh, from right right around that same exact time in 1952. He did uh, he these are all he is set decorated for all these, but. Seven episodes of Dragnet. Uh, Alfred Hitchcock presents. He did seventy-seven. He came back later for later, handful of years later for the Alfred Hitchcock Hour, where he did ninety-three episodes. Uh, One hundred and eleven episodes of Leave It to Beaver. What? Yeah, he's part uh, of the Beaververse. Yes, he is. <laughs> yes, he is. Uh, again, that's probably like I'm imagining it's stuff all within the house. That's probably in. Because well, I, maybe not. Because there's 250 some episodes of Leave It the Beaver. That's a lot of episodes. Yeah, uh, he did 164 episodes. Before we of, move on, can I yeah. just say thank God we're not doing a Leave It the Beaver podcast? <laughs> oh, I thought that's what was next. <laughs> no, we had that, I thought we were going to be continuing with the Beaver with the Beaver Squad. Nope. Uh, he did. Um, he did set decoration, so he must have known uh, Conley and Mosher a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, because he also did all 27 episodes of Karen. Which I talked about uh, when we talked just uh, a week ago about uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon mm-hmm. uh, with Richard Denning was in it about the uh, Southern California strip place for a teenager to grow up and her dad uh, is always kind of like on her mom, his mom, her mom or dad is always on her case. Uh, but he did set direction for that. Mikhail's Navy, he did like 137. <clears throat> 137 mm-hmm. episodes of Mikhail's Navy. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Man, there's, there's that many, many episodes, episodes of Mikhail's that. Navy. That's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, um, I love it. So, and I mentioned he, I mentioned he got nominated for uh, for an Emmy as well, and that was mm-hmm. for uh, the Love Boat. Ah, which nice. um, he did 55 episodes of that. Uh, the Ghost of Mr. Chicken. I, mm. I feel like we heard that before. It's got Don Nuts mm-hmm. in it, right? I think so. Um, yeah, I think so. But that uh, that sounded familiar to me. Like I think we had talked about that once before. He did that. 
You got his, and the movie he got a second Oscar nomination for then finally in 1966 uh, is for the movie called Gambit. Um, an English oh. cat burglar needs a oh. Eurasian dancer's help to pull off the perfect heist, but even the most foolproof schemes have a way of backfiring. Um, and this stars Shirley MacLaine and Michael Caine. Uh, oh, it was nominated for not only this, but also best costume design, uh, color and best sound. Okay. So it had gotten a couple Oscar nominations uh, overall. And then the last uh, thing that I, I wanted to mention, he, he uh, did set decoration on a, on a movie called Murph the Surf. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> yep. mm. I like that. Based on a true story, details the daring 1964 theft oh. of the J.P. Morgan Jewel Collection from New York's American Museum of Natural History. Called the greatest jewel heist of the 20th century, they took 22 precious gems, including the Star of India, a stone so famous that it would be impossible to actually uh, sell to anybody. Um, but they apparently pulled off this heist, and I don't think there's any surfing involved at all. That's what I was about to ask. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, was, yeah, I was hoping Murph the Surf was like a peasant in a feudal system in like. <laughs> oh, that type of surf, yeah. No. SERF, yeah. But I guess not. Nope. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so I mean, look, he's not the only guy to do work on uh, on the monsters uh, sets, but he is the only person who's listed for seventy of them. Again, that's uh, John McCarthy. What's Tudor. all the episodes? Yeah, he's the only person who's who's on all of them. Oh, I think next closer is somebody who did twenty three. <laughs> Boom! Started and Don Knotts is in the Ghost of Mister Chicken. Aha! Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'd be surprised how often I see that pop up when I'm looking at all these people. Ghost <laughs> Mr. Chicken's very popular. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's why that is that's it's it stuck out to me when I saw it. I'm like, that that seems like something Terry would tell us about. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Terry's that's got a, a soft spot for Don Nods. So do I. Yeah, I like you Don know me. Nods. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. That book was closed. That's the starter's pistol as we race up the stone stairs into the kitchen. Hello, staff. Hello. Hello. <laughs> There's more and more. We keep hiring. We, we're constantly expanding here. Our dinner yeah. rush has gotten quite large. But none of them want to go out and, and guard the, the Nobody gates. wants to guard that ship. So we better get out there as fast as we can before That's somebody right. steals it. Out the back door, down the, the walkway, watch out between the 12th and 15th steps. Something happens. I think it's a trap door or it's booby trapped. I can't remember. Uh, creaky gate. Thanks, Dave Champa. Under the lollipop bridge over the gumdrop carnival. I don't even know what's going on here anymore. Yeah. Out to the dock. Empty. Uh, help, the help wanted sign still sitting here. <laughs> Nobody's like picked it up to, and brought it in. It's hanging off to the side a little bit, you know. Yeah, yeah. dangling there. I'm hoping for that moment where somebody like sees it and grabs it. It's like I'm your man and her. I'm your person and throws it to mm-hmm. us. I'm your creature. Even I'm your creature. Anything. Yeah. I don't want to, yeah. you know, gender the minotaur that's going to bring that to us, but <laughs> <laughs> minotaur would be nice. Yeah. Well, that'd be awesome. Yeah. I mean, there was an episode uh, on the Patreon where Terry listed the, the greatest monsters ever. And minotaur was on there. It was like number, number 10. 10. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but Dracula was not. No. Uh, anyway. We got to hop on that ship because Captain Terry's taking us three miles out into international waters so we can dive deep, deep, deep to the depths of hell for another skooma. 
All right. So this episode was directed by Ezra Stone. Mm-hmm. This uh, this guy is a pillar of the Monsters Machine. We just haven't really talked about him a lot yet, but he's coming. His reign is coming. <laughs> it's a reign of terror. <laughs> the, the last episode that um, we talked about that he directed was episode 21, Don't Bank on Herman. Oh, which yeah. feels like it's been ages since we talked about that, but it really has only he, been. He didn't do the next last episode because I feel like we talked about. Must no, been, we brought on Herman. Must have been the writer, I guess. Mm-hmm. We brought him up because we we're just talking about. Uh, I think we were asking. Was that with Tivis? We we're asking his favorite directors or whatever, and he said, "Oh yeah, mm, yeah." So we haven't seen his work yet. So maybe he'll. He might just be the 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 juice that we need to get this uh, monsters machine flowing. Buckle yeah. in, boys, because here we go. <laughs> Yeah, maybe maybe a slow start. We'll talk about it. Uh, but <laughs> he's done twenty-seven monsters episodes total. Oh my god, that's we've so only many. done two so far. <laughs> that's so many. Yeah, and we, he's got. I mean, we've only done two so far. I mean, he's got to have like almost the entire season two. Then <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I hope this guy's good. <laughs> maybe he's, oh he's maybe yeah. He's. He, I'm sure he'll just keep getting improving on his craft as he goes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's There's done only awesome. one way to go from here, boys, and that's up. <laughs> that's true. Um, he uh, he's done some Lost in Space as well, The Flying Nun, classic stuff. I won't go too deep into him because, like I said, we have a lot more to talk about with him eventually. Um, well, plenty. Of We're chances. gonna get down. Ezra Stone's third son <laughs> had <laughs> a roommate in college. Mm-hmm. Who turned out to be the best friend of Jimmy Carter? Wow, that's what we're gonna be in. <laughs> I mean, that, that's a pretty deep dive. I'd be yeah. impressed if I could find. All right, let's head back to the surface. Then now that we're <laughs> that I wasn't too facts. familiar with this Jimmy Carter, but turns out he's got seventy-five credits on IMDb, <laughs> <laughs> all as himself. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Well, he's he's a musterhead. Jimmy Carter confirmed. Hmm. Um, That'd be awesome. It's like it was that three degrees of Kevin Bacon, three degrees of monsters where we could just like slowly spin off and try to find any connection. I I was actually going to try and do that uh, for one of the Patreons. And it's just it's too easy to do. It's too easy. Oh, wow. yeah. Yeah. The, it, there's a Kevin Bacon site. The six degrees of Kevin Bacon, but you can put any actor that you want in. And so, like, I started putting in like Fred Gwynn uh, uh-huh. and then other people. and uh like it most of them is like two wow three at, three at most hmm. um and, and then most but like they would give you like then multiple different versions of it as well hmm. gotcha. like you you could go multiple different routes so it wasn't very um as complicated as i thought it would be well that's yeah it still yeah. sounds fun could be it interesting does. it does yeah. yeah you never know like we go. do whatever we want on the patreon it could happen people mm-hmm but this episode was written by Joe Connolly and Bob Mosher. Hmm. Really? Uh, well, surprise. well, well, yeah. What a twist. These guys are back. <laughs> I thought they'd be scared off of the Musters by now, but they are also very big pillars of the Musters machine. They have writing credits on 29 episodes of the Musters, and they're probably most famous for creating Leave it to Beaver, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but even when they're not writing the Musters, they have producing credits on every single episode. So these guys are around constantly. You yes. Know, so. Straight cash homie. Mm-hmm. They, That's them. Yeah. <laughs> they love the musters. Um, <laughs> and, you know, they both did their 
fair share of producing for other TV shows as well, as I was looking through the producing credits. Um, they're both producers on a show called Calvin and the Colonel, which is an animated show mm. about Colonel Montgomery J. Claxon, which is a fox, and uh-huh. Calvin, of course, who is a bear. Okay, uh, man, I thought you were gonna say the producer on a little show called Leave It to Beaver. <laughs> <laughs> they did do that as well. I'll just throw it out there. Um, but I figured I'd talk about something a little more exciting, like Calvin and the Colonel. Mm-hmm. I was just—it's kind of an—it's a weird thing. It's an animated show. There's a bunch of episodes on YouTube. So Keith, there's an idea for um, your little site, your other podcast. There, I'm going to do this. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, but I was skimming through them. Uh, one episode was about uh, these guys. They're trying to do an odd job, kind of reluctantly doing an odd job. They're become del- TV delivery men, but. They end up going to jail because they like fall down the stairs and break a TV or something. I don't really know. Oh, no, <laughs> the worst crime known to man. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I think he got the death sentence, but uh, yes, that's kind of a dark episode at the end. Facing yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. lethal injection. Yeah, but oh. it's kind of weird. Like, there's like a laugh track over all of this, um, and it kind of feels like an old timey sitcom. Mm-hmm. But it and it doesn't really have like a child vibe to it. If I thought it was kind of strange, it was like I don't know. For me, like those old cartoons always are like so blatantly cartoonish and stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. But this felt like they were really like going for jokes that was just you would hear in any other like sitcom or something. So maybe it was progressive first time, maybe not. I don't know. Like I said, I just skimmed, <laughs> so <laughs> maybe I missed the parts <laughs> where yeah, they like need to do. They, they get stretched out and shot through a rocket and like sent them to the moon. Um, but yeah, they also, they also did a producing stuff, all episodes of the show called, uh, ringing up buddy, which is about a financial advisor who lives with some weird aunts. Uh, and he has to help them out of jams and they're always trying to play matchmaker with him, you know, classic sitcom stuff there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's some, that's an idea of these guys. They've got their fingers in a lot of pies. A lot of pies. I'm, I'm, guess, I'm guessing a lot of those jams were financial ones. And and the matchmaking thing were it all stuff that they couldn't work into the monsters for some kind of weird money making scheme or uh, mm-hmm. somebody for Maryland uh, to date they just moved into a whole new show. Yep, yeah. I bet one of the weird ants like invents stuff all the time and tries mm-hmm. to like bring <laughs> yeah. money off of it. Maybe for no reason as well. Yes, <laughs> just for fun. Even yeah, mm-hmm. uh, we got a couple guest stars. We got Philip. Ober as Dr. Wilkerson and Pat Harrington Jr. as Thatcher. So Philip Philip Ober has 102 action credits on IMDb going from 1934 to 1968. The big thing that I recognize that he was in was North by Northwest, but he was in a lot of movies before that. Did also did a lot of TV like Bat Masterson, Adrian mm. Genie, Alfred Hitchcock Hour, Bringing Up Buddy, which I mentioned earlier. Famously produced by Joe Connolly and Bob Mosher. Uh, <laughs> apparently, after graduating from college, he was a business executive who did like a lot of work in advertising. And then he decided to go into acting for some reason. He eventually retired from that. And then he became a U.S. consulate in Mexico City. Hmm. So hmm. that's kind of weird. That seems like a strange career path. But yeah. Hey, that's a weird, right. t- weird turn. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so... You know, IMDb, they always like just have a trailer next to all these actors. Who knows where it could be from? It's usually from one of their more popular films or whatever. The first thing that popped up on his IMDb was for a movie called Elmer Gantry. You might be wondering who or what is Elmer Gantry? Well, luckily, the the trailer explains it quite clearly. (laughs) Uh, Big red text appears on the screen. and says, 
Elmer Gantry is coming. It's like this big red creepy text. Um, mm-hmm. And then a random man appears on screen and he says, Elmer Gantry is an all-American boy. He's interested in money, sex, and religion. Then cuts. <laughs> seems, seems pretty on point. Yeah. Yes. Boy. It cuts Three to a parade three. in the middle of the night. Uh, there's like marching bands, people wielding burning torches. So I don't know what the vibe is. It seems like a strange vibe for a parade. Uh, once again, big scary text pops up. It's all red and it says, Elmer Gantry is coming. <laughs> it's like, what am I about to watch here? They start to kind of allude to who Elmer Gantry is. I guess he got expelled uh, from a church for seducing a woman who happened to be the deacon's daughter. It's a pretty long trailer. We get a lot more information. Elmer tells a woman that he'd like to tear her holy wings off and show her. Or Wait. Yeah, he would want to, how, how did he phrase it? He wants to make a real woman out of her, which is like, uh, okay. He wants to mm-hmm. show her what heaven is really like. Just ecstasy. Ectis, ect, how do you say that? Ecstasy? Ecstasy. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's okay. the word. <laughs> Why can't I say that? Hmm. Anyways, that's my one weakness there, I guess. He then cuts to him. He's like sweatily grasping a Bible and yelling at a bunch of old people, telling them they're all sinners. Hmm. He like does do save a woman from getting slapped a few times. So that's nice, I guess. That's one point for him. Uh, I think the idea is that he wants to be a preacher. I don't really know. The trailer doesn't really give you a good vibe. Uh, besides that, it's like really creepy that he's coming. Um, his character is a reverend. Reverend. He's a reverend. Yeah. Reverend okay. Plank. Plank. Yeah. He wants to be a, you know, he wants to be a religious guy, I guess. But you know, he's, mm-hmm. all, he's also got these vices. I think that's what's holding them back. So here's the poster quote for you. Really draw you in. If you weren't drawn in already, this poster will get you. Um, you're all is, sinners. Is there, all five, is there five questions of, yeah. of how you're supposed to watch this? I wish. Yeah, that's that's the only way I prefer my posters. But this one, it, it, it decides to go with a quote at first. You're all sinners. You all burn in hell. Tell them, Gantry. Save them from sin. Lead them to salvation. Tell them about everything, but not about your whiskey and your women. Then it then in a really small text that says the screen has never known a man like Elmer Gantry. <laughs> I find that hard uh, to believe. Uh, yeah. And it also mentions it's based <laughs> off a book. He likes sex and and whatever else. Religion. Mm-hmm. Religion and money. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Sounds like a yeah, such a crazy character. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. But he's coming. That's all I need to know. Yeah. Elmer Gantry is coming. He's coming all over theaters this summer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got a lot of comings and leavings as well. Um, uh, Pat Harrington Jr. has 166 acting credits on IMDb from 1948 to 2012. And we've actually talked about him once before on an episode. Oh. He was in the fifth Monsters episode, Pike's Peak. Oh. So he was a guest star on that as well. Totally different character, but he was in there. That was, um, was that was the uh, the gas company boss, right? Like the, I yep. am J.P. Anderson, and I'll do this. Yes. Or he always said his name in full, and mm-hmm. then he had his wife with the golf club. Oh my goodness! Well, and they mm-hmm. wanted to dig a hole in the the basement of the monsters place. Yeah, twenty five yep. feet down. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, this guy, he's been in a lot of stuff, including a lot of animation. Done some voice work for Pink Panther, Scooby Doo, The Adams Family, Garfield, Yogi Bear. Uh, he was in a animated short that had some really big monsters energy to it. It was called Transylvania Mania. Uh, it's about a detective who gets lost in the woods and he goes up to a castle to ask for directions. And apparently a vampire and his dunch, his, uh, his dunce henchmen live there. They're mm. like, he's, it's not like an Igor. I guess it's kind of an Igor type, but like more dumb, like a big muscle bound dummy is the best way to describe it. I guess. Mm-hmm. 
the henchman accidentally smushes the vampire at one point with a bat because he thinks it's some sort of butterfly. Uh, and basically, the whole setup is that these two are in the process of creating a Frankenstein's monster. So maybe oh, this mm. is Herman's origin story. Mm. Could be. Uh, but they're just waiting on the perfect brain. It needs to be courageous, witty, clever, crafty, you know, a bunch of other stuff. And whose brain do they decide to put in there? It's literally the first person to come knocking on their door. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this guy's perfect. They haven't even talked to him yet. Um, but uh, the detective immediately senses that something is wrong about the situation and tries to run away. They chase him all around. Uh, and eventually, the detective ignites a trail of gunpowder back towards the castle, which, of course, blasts him. He turn- it turns into a rocket, basically, one of the pillars of the castle. Shoots off into space, lands on the moon. He plays the detective. So he got like the lead role, I guess, which is awesome. He's kind of has like a French accent. He seemed familiar, like the character design, but I don't know if he was for, actually from anything or if this was an original detective character, but mm. Detective Clouseau. Right now, we should ho- slowly head our way up to the surface because we don't want to get the monster bins and we just want to, you know, you, know, relax. you don't want the monster bins. That's why. I've been on shore for at least 15 minutes now. I went down with y'all, but I've been up here just waiting. So as soon as you start talking about something we talked about in episode five, Derek was like, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> See ya. I was like, I'm going to launch myself. I'm going to grease myself up and launch myself out of the water. I, I, I praise your consistency on this. You know, yes, it's just something am. you like to do. I, I, I praise your consistency on saying how we should come up slowly every time <laughs> well it's just yeah you know how it goes yeah and I i'm somewhere i'm somewhere in the middle between yeah. like i appreciate both of your the slowness <laughs> and the speed and mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i'm just like ah whatever okay I'm not- yeah uh it just wouldn't be a monsters episode if terry didn't take us down to the depths of hell and then tell us to get out of there slowly like, yeah, sounds right. like it's, it's working yep. for Satan himself. You know, let's just slowly, guys. Don't mind the giant, that pitchfork that's slowly heading. <laughs> Those are just the mm-hmm. the long tendril fingers of hell itself wrapping yeah. itself around you. Do not Satan mind gives that. Extra tip if I bring two people down at once. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Terry, you cheeky son of a bitch. <laughs> 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 oh, gentlemen we are gathered here today uh to discuss the episode that is season one episode 32 mummy munster oh boy it's original air date april 28th 1965 when i when i read the synopsis i was like oh boy herman is mistaken for a perfectly preserved (laughs) mummy Oh boy! Oh boy, indeed. Mm. You know, I was I was hoping for something along the lines of like last week, where this a, a surprise guest cameo by one of the monsters. Yeah, not quite no. this one. Not quite this. This episode gets a like superstar seven point seven IMDb. That's pretty high for like it's, monsters episodes. It, it's excessively high, but <laughs> we'll find out. Well, maybe yeah. I'm just overreacting. Who knows? Maybe it's still so fresh in my brain that I just can't get over it. <laughs> yeah, mustard always gets better. It ages like fine wine. The mustard. So. <laughs> well, I haven't given it enough time. Uh, yeah, I give it like forty years, forty more years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I have that in me. Forty years to wait for this <laughs> one. <laughs> All right. So this episode starts 
with no title card, breaking the streak of four or five episodes in a row with a title card. Oh, I didn't notice that. Here, I wonder why they do that or don't do that. Like, what I is don't the know. decision? Is Conley or Mosher still alive? We got to get him on the line. We got to ask <laughs> these people. Yes. Well, I think next Skuma will have to like uh, get one of those uh, saving people from drowning hooks. You know, and we'll just we'll just latch him, and then we'll bring him back up to our lab and try to bring him back to life to mm-hmm. ask him. But their brains, I, I'm sure, have been starved of oxygen for so long. There's no way they can communicate properly. I just assume maybe somebody was doing it, and then finally somebody realized they it. Got it was like, fired. hey, stop putting that stupid <laughs> card up there and playing the weird music that's not our song. Get out of here. That's somebody's like creation. They're like, oh, I've come up with a brilliant idea mm-hmm. from the monsters, and he's been sneaking it in for like the last four episodes, and I keep telling him to quit, and he just keeps doing it. Yeah. 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 Some inner it's drama. Fair. So there's no title card. Herm is on the phone trying to call to make an appointment at a new barbershop. It's like, oh, this might be an interesting angle. Hmm. Uh, but nope. Uh, the old barber made him so nervous because he'd close his blindfold himself before shaving. Yeah, that's yeah. what made me nervous, to be yeah. fair. Yep. And then Lily, oh, by the way, Marilyn has a report due, so I'm going to drive her to the museum tonight. Some bullshit. Just the dumbest premise ever. <laughs> yes. And then Herman says, nope. I'm the head of the household. I'll do that. What? Which okay. which that's an even dumber response to that. Yes. <laughs> like it, this is look, the last time you pulled this shit was when you were supposed to go and get her tuition thing sorted out. And you got a scholarship and nobody ever found out if she got back to school or not. <laughs> she they never solved that. So now you gotta do it again. Like so yeah, can you just have been nice and be like, oh, Lily, don't worry about it. I got that. I'll, I'll do it, you know, or something. Yeah. Look, when my wife says she wants to go run some sort of errand and I don't have to do it, I'm usually happy. So holy fuck. Remember what we were just saying the last episode this that I directed was mm-hmm. that don't bake on Herman one. Oh, yeah. my God. Same deal. How does that one start? Maryland's sick. So, well, now Herman's got to go deposit the money in the bank. <laughs> Maryland wants to go to the museum. Nope. I'll do it. I'll take her there. Oh, Jesus. Christ. Wow. You know, maybe that's like their guy for these types of situations. Oh, like, God, yeah. so he didn't write it, you know, but he's like, they're like, we know a guy who's really good at <laughs> Yeah. They gave him a stack of, of scripts to choose from. He's like, I like this one right here. Yeah. I think we're going to have like page 22 more episodes of this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, Marilyn, or Marilyn, Lily goes, but don't get in any trouble. Right. Which oh, is boy. exactly what she said in that other episode. And Herman um, responds with almost the same thing. How could I get into yes. trouble at a museum? You are How right. This trouble is blowing at a bank? my mind. Yeah. Ha, 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 ha. And then he smashes, he breaks the railing on the stairs or some dumb shit. Yeah. He Who like squeezes cares? it too hard, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Spin two, a perfectly preserved sarcophagus from the 18th dynasty. Never been opened. No grave robbers. And they hope it's, uh, they hope it isn't occupied. They hope it's occupied. Right. Cause inside, there's Baldy and and glasses. I don't know what their names are at this point, <laughs> but they seem like they're important people at the museum. Yeah, yeah. Could be a perfectly preserved mummy, just like King Tut. Ooh, why? When they open it tomorrow at the press conference that is inside, could be the most shocking shit y'all's ever seen. <laughs> Doesn't isn't that weird that they don't know what's in it yet? Yes. Like, shouldn't they have done that already? Like, <laughs> you think they would open it up right away? No, they're opening a press conference, and. This and I wrote this down. There are no laughs because the canned audience is dumb as fuck, right? Because <laughs> they're like, when we open it tomorrow, it'll be the most the, the shocking is the most shocking thing that the world's ever seen. Because it's gonna be fucking Herman. We know this right, already. Yeah. Even if I up. didn't get the premise of Herman is mistaken for a perfectly preserved mummy, we get Herman's going to the museum. 
museum has a sarcophagus. Mm-hmm. Herman's going to be a mummy. Jesus Christ. Banger. Also, uh, <laughs> so this is another episode uh, in a row where I, I, I throw this thing on shortly before we come down to record. And so my wife is sitting on the couch uh-huh. playing games on her phone or something like that. And she's listening to this. And, and her first thing when she she heard them be like, oh, it's going to be the most shocking thing because they never opened it. And she's just like, oh, Geraldo Rivera. <laughs> yes. There's nothing in, her, in uh, Al Capone's fault. Yeah. So we get the banger after that. Anything new? No, it's the same. Old uh, I was gonna, I was gonna try and time the amount of screen time each actor gets, but then I thought it's obvious you get so much of slowly. She's there the whole time. Why would yep. I even consider that? <laughs> no, every, everything is shiny now, though. It's, yeah, everything's it's, very yeah. shiny. It seems to be getting shinier and shiner every week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we come back. Concerning. <laughs> yeah. I, I maybe I'm just falling deeper and deeper into madness. Um, it's those monster bins, man. I'm telling you, you gotta go slow. <laughs> Everything's shiny now. Mm-hmm. We come yes. back. Eddie's got this giant collar with a chain on it. I'm like, oh, Eddie's got Spot's collar. He's out walking and chased the car, ate a bumper. He'll be up all night burping. Yada, yada, yada. Some, somebody won a prop contest again. <laughs> Another for... prop contest, 100%. Yeah. Where's dad? Oh, he's in the lab with grandpa working on some kind of new sleeping pill. And I put a frowny face next to that line. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, God. As soon yeah. as they said that, I was like, this is the worst episode we've seen. <laughs> I kind of missed the grandpa. We haven't seen that in a while. But I was kind of almost like proud of the monsters for not for holding back for so long on this. Yeah. Well, they, it's not like they came up with something great. Either. No, that's true. Though. And yeah. all this time for an awesome, cool little invention. And what did they give us? A sleeping, sleeping pill. pill. Hmm, but okay. I mean, how stupid is this? They're just done. Oh, God. This is the the most heavily constructed premise on the face yeah. of the earth, right? Because now we got this. There's a work on a new sleeping pill. Whoop de shit. For what reason? None. And who's the guinea pig? Herman. Grandpa and Herman. They're in the lab. Here you go, Herman. If this doesn't put you to sleep, I don't know what will. And if I don't know if you guys watch this, when Grandpa talks, Al Lewis, he blinks in the most <laughs> crazy manner all the time. Keep an eye on him. Like somebody talks because he's right, got this grin. He's like, it's like a full face blink. He scrunches his face quite a bit when he talks. I did not notice that at all. Oh, I'll definitely and, look for that. and he's an eyebrow actor too. So his eyebrows oh, are going crazy. Yep. His full face is blinking. Here you go, Herman. If this doesn't put you to sleep, I don't know what will. I'm like, is Herman having problems with sleeping? Yeah. That's, that's my first thought. Kind of out of nowhere. And then Herman's, I can't take a sleep in now. I have to go pick up Marilyn at the museum. And you know how I hate to sleep and drive. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. Why, why not just wait? Do you have to do this now? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But whoa, whoa, whoa. This isn't some sort of average sleeping pill. This is some dumbass alarm clock pill <laughs> that mm-hmm. is the size of a light bulb. It's, it's huge. so big. It's yeah. got all sorts of writing and stickers on it. <laughs> it's like got a clock on the inside. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's like a, like an egg timer type thing that you oh, turn God. and set. I got to say, so... if this was a real pill, I think it would be genius. I would love to have this. Oh, they put you to sleep and woke you up at that time. Yeah. That'd be mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, all right, I'm going to go to bed at, you know, 10. I'm going to wake up right when i want to oh it'll be brilliant but yes no but there's no reason for this no. other than to put herman to sleep at a very specific time and make <laughs> him sleep through to yeah. a very specific time it's almost yeah. like some sort of strange writer's mcguffin to force the plot into its <laughs> it is. <laughs> they're like they came and they're like would it be awesome if 
Herman was a mummy, but he's already a Frankenstein. Uh, they don't know what to do after that. So we'll just have him sleep in a sarcophagus. That's like it. That's what they want to do. I mean, I, I and we'll we'll get into it a little bit later. But I, Herman does something like incredibly stupid. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like, well, okay, maybe you can just. Well, it's because he was on. He was medicated, maybe. Yeah. And that's why he does this like incredibly dumb thing. Yes. Uh, to get in the sarcophagus in the first place. Maybe. And, and, but that's only me thinking like after all this time being like, oh, okay, here's I'm, I'm trying to put together a reasonable plot for this thing. There is no reason for him to take the sleeping pill. There's no uh, reason for any of this. Before he leaves to take Maryland, uh, after he comes home, anything, unless he's actually having insomnia, which he doesn't seem to be. Yeah. It's a weird, it's a weird thing. And also just going to just come up with a way that he got locked. I mean, I know he's got yes. like superhuman strength, but there's got to be some way that he can get locked into yeah. the sarcophagus. We've seen him fall asleep on a dime. That one where he's going to go rob the bank. He just fell asleep in the car, like yep. to getting a bag. He, there's no, he, he definitely doesn't have a problem with sleeping. He'll just nope. do it on a dime. Yeah. Nope. Eh, anyway, this thing is huge. It's got stickers and writing on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I get set to put you to sleep and wake you up whenever you want. It's my s- stupid ass alarm clock pill. No, it'll. <laughs> so this is even where it gets even dumber. Grandpa's like, mm, I'll only take a few minutes to get Marilyn. So I'll put it to set you to sleep in an hour. Why? Why mm. an hour? Why not two hours? Why not 10 hours? Right? Well, yeah. Why not just why, do this tomorrow? Why yeah. <laughs> why not and, set for five minutes after he gets home from bringing Marilyn yes. back <laughs> or from driving off and come home? Then he can take it. Go sleep and you'll be fine. Yeah. Herman doesn't have to work tomorrow, though. Oh, but it's been slow at the parlor. All in, no out, or all out, not no in. Some bullshit like that, which got a chuckle from the can. Uh, so, good news. He doesn't have to work tomorrow. He can just sleep all day and into tomorrow night. <laughs> 24 <laughs> hours of sleeping. I don't understand. Uh, so, Grandpa nice. says to wake him up at 10 p.m. tomorrow night. And I write, what the fuck? I don't understand. So then Herman deep throws this giant pill. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And then it chunks down into his empty stomach. He's like, mm-hmm. I got an empty stomach. Ah, no big deal. Yeah, Grandpa goes, he's like, is it a ride on an empty stomach? Grandpa goes, sure. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, Grandpa has no idea if this is safe or not. <laughs> and then you're right, it explodes in the stomach. So it probably yeah. wasn't that safe. It's like, clunk, 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 clunk. Cut to Marilyn coming in. What happened to Uncle Herman? He never showed up. I waited an hour, so I just took a taxi home. Oh, that Herman. I should let him go anywhere alone. He gets so flaky. Cut to Herman wandering around an empty museum, hollering for Marilyn, but only gets echoes. Marilyn, 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 Marilyn. And he's very pleased with his echoes, and he starts playing a game with it. He's singing Marilyn, and And he laughs to himself, but that doesn't echo for some reason. No, nope, <laughs> just the word Marilyn. <laughs> I would have loved to hear the laughing like just echo throughout the halls. It's like shattering glass and stuff like yeah. that. <laughs> hey, he wouldn't be lost anymore because the whole building would co- collapse. Yeah. Now he decides she's gone, but oh no, the front door is locked because it closes at 9 p.m. He's trapped inside. He's like, well, I'll just rip it off the hinges. I'm like, yes, you will. Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh, better not. It's not good to desecrate public landmarks or some shit. So he's going to phone the proper authorities. There must be a phone booth around here somewhere. He looks in, sees dinosaur bones. Well, hello there. I've got a little <laughs> fellow like you at home. He starts making little kissy noises. Yeah. 
So we know what Spot probably fully looks like. Uh, yeah, a dragon dinosaur thing. Yeah. And then he wanders into the Egyptian wing. Oh, there's the phone booth. And there's two sarcophaguses, one next to the little one and a big one. Hmm. He opens up the little one. Oh, there's a mummy inside. Oh, excuse me. And he closes it. <laughs> this is where Keith was having real problems because this is dumb. And then he opens up the other sarcophagus. It's never been opened before. So he opens it up and it's empty. And he goes inside. It's dark. He can't find the phone. They need to put a light in here. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, between <laughs> maybe the sleeping pill kicking in. Uh-huh. And the fact that at home, he answers a coffin phone. Uh-huh. Maybe. Why would you think? Why would anybody in their right mind think that <laughs> either of these things were phone booths? He thought they were the fancy kind because it's like a yeah. fancy coffin, you know? Or like, oh, we put themed phone booths into our into, <laughs> into our the Egyptian wing. Yeah. 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 Like it may. It's pretty dumb. Yeah, it's the only reason why I could think that maybe they throw the sleeping pill thing in there is just because, well, we can't. Herbert's going to do something super dumb, and we got to explain maybe because he was medicated. Yeah. Well, and he opens it, and he can see clearly there's no phone in there. So I don't yes. know why he, like, climbs all the way in and lets it shut behind him. Well, before he opens it, it gets He's like, oh, it's kind of the door seems stuck. So he pulls it open, rips it open, mm-hmm. goes in. Wish they put a light in here. Hope I can get the column before Grandpa's pill hits me. Then the door closes behind him, much like the vault closed behind him and grandpa in the yep. other episode. You're right. This You're guy right. did. Uh, Herman starts walking the sarcophagus. Um, let me out. Let me out. Let me out. Let me out. He's like walk. He's like rocking the sarcophagus. So it walks away and then it falls flat on its back. And I assume that's when Herman fell asleep. Because mm-hmm. then we cut to. What we opened with the press and the museum people, they're all around the sarcophagus. Uh, you know, we're men of science. Whatever we find in here will not frighten us. <laughs> they open the sarcophagus and there's Herman sleeping. It's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't get that reaction very often. No, it's, it's the most amazing example of embalming we've ever seen. Only slight de- deterioration around the edges. <laughs> oh. Here's what they didn't do, and I want them to do it. We gotta close it back up. I I was hoping they would say because of the smell. Oh, we gotta close the band. This thing stinks. We gotta close this thing back up. Nope. (laughs) They gotta close it back up because of the air and stuff like that. We gotta wait for the Egyptologists to get here. Like this thing's never been exposed to the air. Who knows what'll happen? But we still opened it for y'all, so you can get a picture of it. Also, aren't like if these guys are in charge of stuff, isn't traditionally like whatever's in these sarcophaguses is wrapped some way? It's not just the dude sitting in a very modern jacket, <laughs> right? He does not look times, like a mummy, um, you know, doesn't have uh, I've never seen a mummy that has little bolts in the side of his head, like he or, or like sho- shoes on, Sho- yeah, <laughs> shoes, a jacket, yeah. pants, all these things. <laughs> So they close it back up and they'll open one. Some more Egyptologists come. And they're like, Oh, you're going to ship this to a bigger museum. Hell no, son. This is ours. And it's all, it'll only be leaving this room over my dead body. Fade two. grandpa, Lily and Marilyn at supper. Lily can't eat. She's so worried. Marilyn says, well, whenever he wakes up, he'll come home. So we didn't get a recap here, which is kind of nice. Right, mm-hmm. we didn't get grandpa going. Oh, I gave him a sleeping pill and then he went to the museum, fell asleep. It's asleep somewhere, blah blah blah. 
We didn't get that. We got uh, the assumption that we know what's going on. Grandpa can't get him on the crystal ball. All he gets is like, what do you say? Like, uh, all I get is a herringbone pattern or something. I don't know. Uh, Lily, are you sure that Pit Lily says, are you sure that Pit will wake him up at 10 p.m.? Yeah, yeah, I bet one of my lives on it. Thanks, Grandpa. It's <laughs> all right. He's Eddie runs person. in with the evening paper. I found Pop. He's on the front page. Now we get the recap. <laughs> yeah. Local museum makes astounding find ancient mummy discovered. And then Grandpa reads the article, which recaps the episode up to this point. <laughs> I'm like, phew, we need that. I love that oh. picture, though, of Herman just sleeping on the. Just I just love the idea of that being on the front page. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am very impressed by how quickly they turn around these articles into the yes. paper, also. Yeah, they do. The evening stopped the presses. They ran in with that picture of the mummy. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing. People know Herman Munster. Mm-hmm. Yes, he works at the parlor. They all know what he looks like. They work with him every day. Herman is interacting with people. Don't you think any of those people would have seen this on the paper and been like, hmm, that's Herman. <laughs> yes. yes. Like, anyone could have recognized I, him. And, and even if even if you didn't know him specifically or like you didn't interact with him or anything like that, have you guys heard about the big seven foot? <laughs> green guy with red eyes or like the, like oh my i mean <laughs> the doctor but definitely the doctor dr dudley's all freaking I, out i mean even if you because then after a while you'd be like oh man like like if you think about like nowadays like people might not be like super freaked out by him as much as they'd be like oh man i hope for like we're gonna be over by mockingbird lane this week or mockingbird court or whatever is where they live man i hope we I hope we run into that Herman Munster guy. <laughs> you know, like I hope we're gonna see this guy, or like you know, we'll get a selfie with him or something like that. Where then, like, yeah. So you got also. By the way, when he like he constantly comes up with stuff of like like uh he they people thought he was that like uh murderer guy or whatever in the in the park. Mm-hmm. You know, again, tall, green, red eyes. Also, doesn't this ever make it into the newspaper ever? <laughs> where like the people that start to put this into the newspaper go, oh. Fuck! It's just monster. This guy again. Oh, yeah. There's like a whole like group of like reporters and news people that like there's like they got the, the the lines on their boards or whatever, and they're like this Herman guy keeps popping up in all these crimes. Is he some sort of crime overlord or you know? It's like oh, he's in he's now he's into artifacts and you know replacing those. That's very interesting. I think there's a whole yeah. secret society that is trying to track Herman and figure out what he's up to. Yeah, it's more like the X Files, mm-hmm. like molders molders the kook that finds the connection between them all. Oh. it's always this monster character it's like oh that's crazy old molder <laughs> i would love an episode where molder's trying to track down herman herman's just doing his dumb normal bumbling thing yep. like, no i swear this isn't a mummy this is this is herman <laughs> monster this is <laughs> yeah. herman and they're like no this is this is a mummy he was in the sarcophagus it's like mm-hmm. obviously scully's like no you don't be an idiot Mulder. <laughs> this is definitely a mummy <laughs> <laughs> it's like Uh, no he must have taken some sort of sleeping pill or something like that's the only explanation (laughs) (laughs) like like, wouldn't herman be breathing like wouldn't they like notice that (laughs) you'd think he would be breathing he'd be doing all the things that sleeping herman would do the smoking man is back in the corner just watching (laughs) the whole thing (laughs) eddie goes gee mom how do you think this happened and then as soon as she started talking, I'm like, oh, no, she's going to do it. I don't know, Eddie, but it looks as if your father has goofed it again. <laughs> she and did it. She my did wife it. chimed she in. Said, she goes, did, 
did she just say goofed it? I was like, yeah, it's her like catchphrase. Oh, Stan Herman, he's gone and goofed it again, just in time for the commercial break. Which, by hold on, it doesn't like she says that during the um the bank episode too, doesn't she? Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's like where like maybe one of the first times we heard her say it. Yeah, yeah. When he like comes back and he's like got all that money and she's like, oh, you goofed it again. She's really mad at him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Come back from the commercial break. Fade back to the museum. What's all this about a woman waiting to see me? I'm like, oh, great. Mm. It's Baldy and glasses. <laughs> They're walking down the hallway. Mm-hmm. Come down. It's Lily. And she's looking at a stuffed gorilla. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay. What is it? Got to be nice. Uh, could be one of those Hollywood actors here to make a donation. Oh, uh, like, who is it? What is it? I forgot about that. Like, cause <laughs> She's just a woman in her clothes, really. Again, for Herman, maybe even Grandpa a little bit, but for like Eddie, when they're always like, "What is that?" or and then, <laughs> okay, so he's got pointy ears and fangs. Fine, okay, but Lily <laughs> just looks like a you know weird goth lady for An the most eccentric part, eccentric woman. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, and they're like, "Hey, uh, who's that? No, what's that? It, oh, you never seen a woman before? You're stuck yeah. in the, you're looking at mummies all the time. Only I don't know, like she's wearing that weird thing that she." With the uh, um, coffin lining, yes, stuff again. But Jesus, Pete's man, like, what is it? It's a, it's a woman. She's standing there. But she might yeah. be one of them Hollywood actor women's. True, true. I wish Lily got a chance to be like weird and creepy. Like it never feels that way. Like you know, Herman is like, of course he's a monster. But I think the only time we got it was there's an episode where Lily like gives somebody like a really wide eyed stare and is like really strange. Yes, I was like I like that, and she's never done that again since. It's, nope. I don't know. It doesn't yeah. feel like she has like a gimmick. She just says weird things. She never like acts weird. Or I think la- last episode she referred to like she was gonna float over to something, and I was like, oh, cool. She's actually gonna we're gonna see her float. No, they just mm-hmm. cut to her being there. No. What if they, when they peeked in there, she was like climbing on that gorilla, biting its neck? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That'd be like, much better. What is that? Get her off that gorilla. <laughs> she might be one of those weird uh, Hollywood actor types to make a donation. Or if they want to throw away their money on culture, who am I to stop them? <sighs> Baldy and glasses go to speak to Lily. You have such lovely dead things on exhibit, she says. Here. I was like, oh, okay. Liz come to talk to them about the article in the paper. He's mine. He's your mummy? <laughs> no, he's my husband. Uh, she wants uh, to talk to him. They're mm-hmm. like, well, that's impractical. He's 3,000-year-old mummy. And Lily's very offended. He is in a day <laughs> over 150. Do you think I'd marry an old man? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. Take me to my husband. And then so Baldy and Glasses go sidebar for a minute. Like, she seems quite disturbed. And then the, the resolution of that, let's take her to the mummy. <laughs> this is just like that episode where Grandpa turns into the wolf, and they she goes and talks to yes. the wolf. Oh, mm-hmm. it's identical. Mm-hmm. All right, well, no, she's, she's going to see this creepy mummy we got, and she'll be shocked back into the normalcy. Yeah, she'd be so disturbed by it. She's so disturbed that this mummy will shock her. No one would claim to be married to something that looks like that. <laughs> and laughter cut to the three of them at the sarcophagus, and they open it up. Expecting Lily to be horrified. Like, remember they they op- they opened it up and they're like, "We got to close it because it smells." Or, well, not they didn't mm-hmm. say that. Yeah, you wish they said that. Now they're just going to open up Willy Nilly to show some crazy woman. Yeah, <laughs> some some crazed lunatic off the street. This is they're their gonna prize learn, like, possession. Get her hands all over it too. Yeah, like, come on. 
they open it up and she's like, that's him. Wake up, Herman. Wake up, wake up, wake up. <laughs> Ma'am, he won't wake up. Oh, yeah, you're right. He took a pillow that's set to wake up at 10. Mm. Shit. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to go shopping. Here's two bucks. When he wakes up, let him take a cab. Uh, 1313 Mockingbird Lane. Tell him to tip the driver 50 cents. And Lily's wow. heading out. You two have just been a couple of sweethearts. Lily closes the sarcophagus, just slams it shut. It and leaves him there. Kind of skips out the room. Um, like, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Her, uh, we know where Herman's at. I'm, she's like, I'm going shopping. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's like, wake up till 10. So then Baldy goes to glasses. What do you think, Thatcher? So he's got a name. That's the first time we hear it. Oh, when the customers are weirder than the exhibits, it's time to get out of the museum business. That's a good line. Baldy says, She's some kind of plant here to spy on our layout. Like, what <laughs> the hell are you talking about? Uh, it, so they think someone is trying to steal the mummy. So the only answer, 24-hour guard. And Thatcher has to sit there and watch and make sure no one takes it. You sit here by the sarcophagus all night. Fade two. Thatcher is sleeping at a desk. Herman mm-hmm. wakes up inside and starts banging on the sarcophagus. Thatcher wakes up. Come on in. Um, assuming it's at the front door, I guess. So he goes out the door, nothing there, comes back. Herman screams, hello. Thatcher, Thatcher then answers the phone on his desk. It's like, okay. <laughs> why Yeah, why would you answer the phone? Like, unless it's an intercom maybe, but I, it just you pick up the phone because you hear somebody saying hello and you just assume a hung up phone is calling you. I yeah, I, that, that's such a weird take, right? Because it's it, like, did, it didn't ring. I mean, my only thing is like he was kind of half asleep at the time. So he just, well, what, what? Oh, let me. Grab the phone here, okay. And then so he does that, and then we come to this clip. Hello? Hello? Is anyone out there? Yes, I'm out here. Where are you? I'm in here. You can't be in here. I'm in here. I was dead to the world. (laughs) (laughs) Damn stupid idiots left the shore. Oh, that can be annoying. Oh, yeah! (laughs) Oh, now, wasn't that nice of him to open the door for me like that? Oh man, I, I gotta. I'm gonna just give Franklin credit because I think he could do just about anything in that Herman style, and it'll make me like chuckle a little bit just because mm-hmm. his facial expressions are perfect. Like when he just peeks his head out and he's like leaning against all casual, like he's like, "Oh, hey, what's up, man?" It's like mm-hmm. it's like so fun. just the visual of that just is so funny. Where the rest of us would would kind of would be like, "Where the where the fuck am I?" Like I just yes. will go from the sleeping pill, probably really groggy, and be like. What, why where did i get how especially if you you know didn't remember falling asleep in, in that spot yes. i mean i doze off in the in front of the tv every now and then i'll wake up and not realize where i'm at in my own house <laughs> let alone someplace else and just be like oh uh okay and then, but then like yeah oh hey man what's up yeah <laughs> what up dude not where am i what's yeah. going yeah. on <laughs> nothing but i have a bone to pick with this scene while it was amusing Herman lifts the sarcophagus lid like it's no big deal. Yeah, you're right. He, mm-hmm. he got himself trapped in there earlier. It takes multiple men to lift it. I get all that stuff, but he's just like, what up, dog? He opens <laughs> it up and crawls out and lumbers out past the, 
So dude runs to the door. The door explodes. Like there's no door left after he comes mm-hmm. out. Herman lumbers his, well, out past the stuffed gorilla. The stuffed gorilla sees Herman <laughs> and then climbs the tree that it's posed in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was mind blowing. That was yes. mind blowing. It doesn't make any sense, but I was just shocked at what I was looking at. <laughs> Now we fade to dinner and Herman's back with the fam. Here's your favorite soup, cream of vulture. Eddie thinks it's real neat to have his dad back. <laughs> Which is funny. Saying it back. When, when I wrote it down, I'm like, huh. It's like, sure, it's neat to have you back, Pop. Um, he had to mess up all his homework by himself. Okay. Grandpa's pleased because it proves his pill works. Yeah. But you don't know how it feels to wake up in a cold, clammy box. And I was like... This uh, is yeah. this one is too easy of a lob. What yeah. do you mean? I do it every morning. <laughs> Did you see how much salt Herman was pouring into his dish? <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> it was like all I, of I didn't it. Catch that. I didn't <laughs> so notice much. it was very hot when he finally went and take a uh, taste of it, though. Yeah. Eddie Eddie wants Herman to sue the paper for calling him a dead mummy. And Herman's like, oh, can't be too hasty. One who fights fire with fire only gets in trouble with Smokey the Bear. <laughs> That was his Just, pearl of wisdom for the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so deep. Herman Hashtag eats some soup. Deep. Yeah. <laughs> Herman deep. Oh, deep. Deep thoughts um, with Herman. Yeah. Deep thoughts with Herman. Deep thoughts right. with Herman. Herman eats some soup, screams because it's hot, blows to cool it off, and blows what it off the idiot. table. <laughs> to me, this is the most worthless of scenes. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Demonstrate that Herman has returned home. I guess okay, because then we fade to the museum. Time to recap. Uh, what do you mean the mummy got out of this case and walked out of here and blah blah blah? Did all this and uh, he, he got out and spoke to me. Don't believe me? Asked the gorilla, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm like Baldy's gonna call glasses drunk now, is because that's what they usually do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is what sure. they've done in every other episode where something like this happens. But no, he just like, I think you fell asleep and someone broke in here and we have a clue. It's that ridiculous woman who gave us an address, 1313 Mockingbird Lane. What do we do? Well, you're getting demoted stature to like seashell duty or something like that. Yeah, custodian of the seashells or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Maybe we could use someone like that in our compound, I think. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. We, here. The seashell room is out of control. So if yeah, we got somebody to uh, look at that, that'd be great. Now, Baldy, he's going to use all the power as a curator of a museum to go get a search warrant <laughs> and some officers, and he's yeah. going to the monster's house. Flexing that uh, curator power. Yeah, he must know a judge or something, and he's going to serve that warrant, too. That's the most amazing part. And that mummy is his passport to fame in the museum world. I'm like I do not give a fuck about any of this. <laughs> Fade to Grandpa and Herman in the basement. Grandpa wants Herman to take another goddamn God. sleeping pill. I'm like, you fucking kidding me? Come on. <laughs> Get to do this he's, again. He's been, he's been home for like a couple hours yeah. and he just slept for 24. He's yes. not tired. Yeah. And then here's the best part it's like, oh, nothing's going to happen to you. You take it, you go to sleep, it's set for half an hour. I'll sit here until you wake up and make sure nothing happens. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Herman, but Herman doesn't want to take it. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to. <laughs> it's Great. embarrassing to be mistaken as a dumb old mummy, I think he says. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's kind of embarrassing. Oh, God. It was, this episode's embarrassing. You're right. Uh, <laughs> if you take this uh, this medicine like a good little boy, I'll give you a piece of candy. Oh, and boy. Herman's like, I don't want, I want, 
with a caramel center. Caramel <laughs> center. Oh, when I wake up, will you give me another? <laughs> I'll give you a whole damn box, dude. Just deep throat this pill. So as you do, Herman deep throats that pill. And they're huge. These things are not edible. And no. then Herman falls right to sleep. And grandpa, he falls asleep right on a slab, right? Lays down right on a slab. Her mm-hmm. uh, grandpa covers him up with a blanket. He he conveniently, when he does like, he's like, you know, does the like fall asleep while talking. And then conveniently like turns perfectly to land on the slab. Yes, flat, you know, legs straight, you know, perfectly like he didn't just like slouch over. It was just very nope. comical to do that. He just laid down right on the slab perfectly. Grandpa covers him up with a blanket that says Devil's Island Hotel on it. <laughs> got the can laughter. Now we fade to Lily and Marilyn talking to Baldy and the cops. Listen, lady, we got this warrant. We're here to search. We're going to turn. We're going to turn over your whole house looking for that damn mummy. Uh, but it's not a mummy. That's my husband. Blah blah blah. Marilyn, we'll just have Uncle Herman tell him to your face that he's not Amhotep the Fourth. I'm like, oh, okay, great. Lily opens the trap door. He's down there. You can go talk to him all you want. Okay. Baldy and the cops kind of look at each other, kind of. Yeah. That was pretty funny. Did I, yeah. I don't think we should go down there. <laughs> well, they go down there. The lights are off, right? I'm yeah. like, oh, grandpa's going to be down there and he's going to spook him. They turn on the lights. There's Herman in the corner. There he is. No grandpa to be found, even oh. though less than two minutes ago, he said, I'll sit here until you wake up. You're right. Wow. Where is he? Mm-hmm. Not not there. Uh, uh, no. Wow. Grandpa really goofed it. Grandpa really did goof it. Now, here's what kills me. They find her. This dude's here with a search warrant and the cops looking for a stolen mummy, a stolen mummy. And the, and the cops are looking to the, the authority of the museum for what they should do. So they <laughs> arrest the people upstairs. No, 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 no. Let's get some mummy back to the museum. We'll press charge. We'll prosecute later. Yeah. Like, yeah, go arrest them. <laughs> they stole a Just mummy. Do it <laughs> like now. If, yeah. if they were mummy thieves, you should arrest them. You think they tr- they're going to try and stop you from taking her husband? Quotation marks. So yeah. you better, yeah, hold them back, put them in handcuffs. Yeah. Because nope. Yeah. Surely them will just let us waltz out of here with Herman. Well, the no. two cops, they pay. <laughs> yeah, that, that's true. Because they have to walk him back up the stairs, right? Yes. <laughs> now, it's a spiral staircase, and Her- Herman's like seven feet tall. Have you ever moved a couch before? Oh, yeah. Could you yeah. move it down a spiral staircase? Hell no. no. I would chuck it off the edge, yeah. Also, yes. isn't Herman like 500 pounds or something like yes. that? Isn't he like very heavy? Those two guys pick him up very easily. Oh, yeah. They pick him up. They both pick him up. One gets ahead. One gets the feet. Uh, oh, like they have I the world's on. strongest man and the second world's strongest man. <laughs> yes. yes. Picking up the world's third strongest man. Yes. <laughs> uh, the two cops pick up Herman. I was on drunk detail for four years and never saw anyone this stiff. Fade two. Grandpa come running down the stairs. Not the not the stairs to the basement. The stairs to yeah, upstairs. Stairs apparently. Lily, Lily. I looked out the upstairs <laughs> window and I saw men taking Herman away. Oh, that first scream of Lily that he gives. He sounds like so hoarse. It's crazy. <laughs> he need to clear his throat before he yelled that uh, first one. There's so many things that have happened to make this possible right here. Right? Oh, Grandpa makes Herman deep throat a sleeping pill. <laughs> Thomas's 
promises he'll sit there for the third whole 30 minutes but probably got bored after 30 seconds yeah. like oh, i'll go upstairs we we needed that scene of him to get bored and walk off because it's yes. like weird that he's not there marilyn and lily were just in the living room mm-hmm. opened the trap door and said go down there and find out for yourself <laughs> and then they just abandoned the living room yeah because the cops you, you think they would have heard them struggling with herman from yes. any room in the house, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Try, right? Like, no, you back up. No, you back up. Okay, I'm going to go this way. <laughs> then you turn left and we'll wrap mm-hmm. around because they had to bring up spiral stone staircase. <laughs> or maybe how about, uh, fine, you guys go down there. And as they walk down there, they're like, Grandpa, can you head down to your lab and meet these guys down there? Like, yeah, anything. Okay, so he's like, he set them for 30 minutes to sleep. So he knows he has 30 minutes. So I guess, sure, he runs back upstairs to do something, and then he's going to come back down. If you have somebody coming in your house with, with a warrant to, like, search or something, I don't care if, you, if you're not, like, on board with it or not, because you're like, look, that's my husband on a mummy. I mean, I'm following him into the basement yes. to make sure they're not fucking with shit. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, walk around with him. Oh, my God. It's crazy. Right? I like to think Grandpa would rather look out the window and just stare out the window rather than watch Herman. He was <laughs> <laughs> just staring blankly out the front window, yeah. motionless, unblinking, just staring at the horizon. And then they saw he saw those people carrying Herman. And that's awesome. It was only the presence of Herman that agitated him out of his trance. <laughs> that idiot's get himself stolen. Um, so... <laughs> He's crazy. They're taking, and then he has to explain. I gave him a sleeping pill. Thirty minutes. Blah, blah. He's got to explain everything that just happened. Uh, and Lily's like, "Why can't you experiment on white mice like any other mad scientist?" Now he's going to sleep in the sarcophagus for another day, another twenty-four hours. No, it was only set to half an hour. When he wakes up in the back of that station wagon, those men better have a box of candy with them. <laughs> At this point, there are two minutes left in the episode. Mm-hmm. Two minutes and a commercial break and credits so we have a commercial break we come back from the commercial station wagon driving and herman's feet hanging out the back cops this sure is the weirdest case i've ever i've ever been on whatever baldy worth it for me totally worth it i'll be on the front page of everything in the country whatever something he's really been dead for three thousand years yep hmm it looks better than my mother-in-law does right now. <laughs> they all laugh, including Herman. He's like, <laughs> yeah. he's like the other cops, like, hey, there's only three of us in here. And I could have sworn I heard a four of uh, heard four people laughing. Herman sits up in the back. You know, speaking of mother-in-law jokes, the three dudes scream, jump out of the moving car, and the car just drives, crashes into a fire hydrant. Water sprays everywhere in the air. Herman climbs out of the back of the car. Taxi, taxi, credits. Oh, boy. Gentlemen, that was season one, episode 32, Mummy Munster. What did you guys think? there's There's just too many odd things to put together just to have an episode where Herman falls asleep someplace and gets, and yes. gets, and gets mistaken for, uh, you know, some ancient, ancient. Yeah. Yes. Something um, he does not look like at all. 
Yeah, and also because he's dressed in clothing of the time as well, and like <laughs> it, uh, he's not wrapped in bandages and things like that, like a normal. Like, also, by the way, in the end, we I'm, we realize there's nothing in the sarcophagus anyhow. Like they would have if they hadn't found Herman in there, and people would have freaked out about. It, they would have opened up an empty thing and been like laughing stocks of the yeah, that's the true community, but. Mm-hmm. There's just so so many stupid things that don't make any sense. It's really hard to really enjoy this episode overall. When I got to the end, I was like, wow, okay, well, that's another one. And then <laughs> my wife goes, why are you guys again? She's like, why are we doing Why are you doing this again? I'm like, ah, don't worry. It, it's it's all right. Yeah. At this point, it feels like I have to, we have to see it through at this point, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm hot committed, but man, it, it's it's we're hard to really get into it's true oh, oh yeah we're not, not even, even half. We're, not no half. um but yeah it's really any concept that actually would have been good for this is is lost by you know convoluted like reasonings to make uh-huh. it happen yeah yeah my theory is that they came up with the name mummy monster first <laughs> and then they just decided they could not figure out a good way to get a mummy involved I don't know, maybe introduce a new family member, the mummy. That would be great. I don't know why they didn't just do that. That's yeah. a one of grandpa, idea. one of grandpa's former wives or something like that. You know? Yeah, there you go. Exactly. Something like that would have been amazing or disappointing, like the Gill Man last time. But either way, I would think I would have preferred it to this because it's just dull. I like most of these monsters episodes, even if I don't like them, they go by quick. This one felt like it was dragging. I was just like, yeah. Oh man, how much longer? And that does not happen. Even on the ones I don't like, usually I'm like, you know, it still flew by. Like it's kind of, you know, digestible. This one didn't feel very digestible to me. It felt very dragged out. There's a couple of good moments in it here and there. Like I said, I, I think Fred Gwynn, I mean, he's just great as Herman. I just like seeing him as Herman. He does a good job, but it's not enough to really hold this up for me. No, this is a tough episode, top to bottom. Uh, so yeah, I hate these super convoluted concepts for something as stupid as like he said, Herman falling asleep somewhere, which is all it is. <laughs> it's Herman falling asleep episode. Oh yeah. Not one of my favorites. 7.7 7 is way, way lofty on the, uh, the review meter at IMDb. Mm-hmm. It's the guy from that guy from 2007. Does he have a perfect 10 score for it? Again? He's got a nine out of 10 Ooh. Time oh, to get out of the business. Exclamation point is the name of it. This dude must have watched every Munsters episode and gave a review for every episode in December of 2007. <laughs> who remembers Pat Harrington? Well, probably most people who remember television back in the 60s and 70s, where Pat was seen regularly as a guest actor on some show. That career successfully stretched into the 80s when he was Schneider on the popular One Day at a Time TV show. Harrington is still with us, but hasn't done much in front Wait of a the camera the last five to ten years. This guy trying to cramp my style. Did he do the scuba before me? He was terrific in comedies and was seen on an earlier monster episode called Pike's Peak. What the? Okay. Wow. Here he plays Thatcher, blah, blah, Mm. blah. There are some good lines This is almost word for word what Terry said earlier. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, you guys may have found my sources. He recaps the episode and then he says there are some good lines in here, such as Harrington when he remarks after Lily comes to the museum looking for Herman. When the visitors start looking weirder than the exhibits, I think it's time to get out of the museum business. <laughs> you like that? He did really like that. The fun really comes when Herman gets out of the coffin and spe- <laughs> spooks Harrington and a stuffed gorilla. 
Yeah. Exclamation po- or exclamation point. Parentheses. Don't ask. Yes. Parentheses. Good point. We're not. We're not. Don't ask. <laughs> yes. Nine out of ten. That was the best part was when Herman crawled out of that thing. I'll give him that. Oh, this episode was so. I don't know. I, I guess it's, it's because they did like 9,000 episodes in the first season. Like trim that down. They could trim this down. I think when we're done, we'll have to rank all the season one episodes in a special episode. Oh yeah. That'll be fun. Like it in between her. Right. We'll have to come back with our, we'll each have our top five list and mm-hmm. see how they match up. Oh, I'll be good. Yeah. We, there's God. If we had to do 30, our rank of 31, I don't even know if I can remember. Half <laughs> yeah. Coming in at number 38. <laughs> That would take us like three hours. Oh my god! Yeah, that's about the same time as normal episode. Oh, so perfect. Hush, hush. We're doing okay on this one right now. Yeah. Oh boy. So this episode broke the streak of good episodes. I think. Yeah. We had like three or four Definitely. in a row. Where we were like, oh, "That's pretty good." And that broke that streak. But way back in episode one of uh, the monsters, there was a babysitter that came to watch Eddie. That was unbreakable. She nothing spooked her. Nothing flat could flap her, ruffle her feathers, flap her wings. I don't know, slap her biscuits. I don't I have no idea. <laughs> what, what, what is, well, I'm trying to, trying to think of things like what are like little phrases, colloquialisms for being shook. Slap it. My, my biscuit's been slapped. <laughs> <laughs> I guess <laughs> not sure that was gonna catch on. Oh wait, I like it. I'm the one that said just slap them in the biscuits or grab like the biscuits. So, some gets really good, and you're like, man, I just got slapped in the biscuits. Yep. That's... I'm gonna try and use that now. <laughs> so anyway, nothing could slap her biscuits, but something in this episode had to have. What mm. in this episode would have broken that babysitter? Well, I, I think she's a she's a regular down at the museum. Um, she likes to study all the stuff there, but she's mm-hmm. also uh, not just for the being at Sixth Museum, but also because uh, just a little hobby of hers as well. And she's always noticing like how things aren't very, you know, once they hit the air and the light, they're not very pre- preserved as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she's just kind of walking along on the street and she sees them driving by with Herman to take him back there. And she's like, hmm. They didn't wrap him up or anything. They're not going to preserve that mummy at all. Like, <laughs> like they were, they wanted to close that thing up. So no air would get to it very early on. But now they're just driving down a regular LA street with all the smog and everything. Jeez, mm-hmm. Pete's. Uh, and that breaks her. Mm. Yeah. I think she's, uh, you know, she's spent so much time with the monsters. It's been time for a break. She's quit. You know, not quit. I hate it. She's, I got to take a break, guys. It's not you. It's me. I'm just, mm-hmm. you know, go off for like a week or two. Just do my own thing. She gets a new job at the museum as a gorilla. She gets dressed <laughs> as a gorilla every day. It's like her only job is just to hold still and not do anything. And so she's like, ah, oh, this is nice, relaxing. I can just zone out. I don't have to worry about anything. And then in the middle of the night, as she's just kind of, you know, zoning out, dozing away, uh, she sees Herman just come waltzing out of that door. And I think that really just shakes her to her core. She just can't escape. She tries, she wakes up, she scrambles up the tree, just much like a gorilla itself. And I think she's, yeah, thoroughly shook and broken from that. Oh, man. She was got her new job as a gorilla. Yes. Please, I'm going to report a real gorilla. So. <laughs> Oh, well, I won't do mine then. Uh, mm. Let me think. Um, I was because I was going to say uh, she had been 
working for a couple of weeks as the custodian of the seashells. <laughs> and then she got her job got given away to some man, uh, as it usually happens, uh, who did not earn it. That's for sure. That's amazing. She's been studying seashells her entire life. And uh, this guy just gets it because he failed. He failed his way into that job. Yeah, he fell literally. Up. Yeah. And uh, now she's back to being a babysitter. It's like, this is my big chance to get out of uh, babysitting and get away from the monsters for a little while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, go spend time with seashells. Probably be preferable. Maybe. Yeah. Well, anyway, as it, it, it usually works out for the, the, the dudes. So mm-hmm. sure. Uh, and this was in the sixties. So it always worked out for the dudes. No matter <laughs> what. Yep. Just another example. See the 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 Beaver crew. They couldn't write a successful woman. Maybe that's why Lily doesn't have a whole lot of uh, yeah big time episodes. Well, yeah. even the line in here, it's like the guys like gentle. The woman addresses him and he goes, "Gentleman and, and lady." lady. It's like <laughs> yeah. almost like he forgets that she's mm-hmm. literally talking to him to his face. Yes, yeah. That the the reporter that happened to be a woman. And he just mm-hmm. couldn't get over it. Women reporters. <laughs> yeah, there's some subtext to this episode. You're there mm. is, yeah. The beaver crew. I mean, that's why maybe that's like they they named it Leave It to Beaver. It's like a way <laughs> to like conquer their fear of women. Like, well, oh boy. <laughs> uh, who knows? I'm going down a rabbit hole that they probably didn't mm. expect to have it go down. So, no. it's another case for Mulder, I think. Much, mm-hmm. much like our show itself, Derek. We go down a rabbit hole. Nobody expected us to go down. Oh, God. Too many times. Yeah. Uh, here's something they don't expect us to do talk about other stuff we got going on. So Keith, mm-hmm. <laughs> so we wrap this one up. What kind of info? What do you want to share with the people listening? <laughs> oh, let's see. I, um, I held it together this long. This episode broke me. This is a bad one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I I mean, if, if this episode airs right around the same time that I, I think it is, uh, folks, you can catch me over on the Airwolf years. Um, if it's right around November 14th, I'm over there hanging out with, uh, a friend of the show, Dave Champa and Greg Klein. And I'm, I'm watching one of the episodes in season four of the airwolf ears yeah. involves a mime. Oh, so I'm, nice. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And then uh, later on that week, uh, Dave comes and hangs out with me on that was great. Wasn't it? As we keep churning through the karate kid from 1989. You still got more episodes of this. This today is November 7th. Assuming nothing gets broken in the uh, editing timeline. Yeah, I got uh, about four more weeks. Oh my god! Wow, there's a lot. It's of a gift that, that keeps on giving. Yeah, there's 13 episodes sold, but they take a couple weeks off here and there Uh-oh. around the holidays. Now, Terry, what about you? I, yeah. I bet. I, so there, I went into this. I'm like, uh-huh. there's 50 50. Uh-huh. We'll see what happens, and we'll see. Mm, if okay. I'm, well, speaking of the this. gift that keeps on giving, mm-hmm. um, run the real still on hiatus, but I've seen oh! the show that I do. <laughs> I was thinking after I said November 7th, maybe you'd be like, oh, that's when I plan to come back. Mm, that was our big comeback. You know, that would be nice if I would just I'm just so busy with other things. Someday it will be back, <laughs> though. It, it, it comes back right after we finish up uh, after the season, monsters. Two, season yeah. two of the monsters. Oh Two years from now. Yeah, that's what it's going to oh. be. Or, or or Terry's uh, co-hosts learn how to edit themselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they'll just get fed up with me taking forever. Uh, they're all, there's some episodes recorded. I just need to release them eventually. I'm on, I think I've got two of them done now. So there's some progress. There has been progress, people. I'm, nice. I'm working on them. So, 
yeah, you check it out. We you can check out the old episodes. They're all pretty good. Um, we do categories of movies, like we did shark movies. We'll do just random, you know, Halloween month. We might do like slasher movies, or we'll do I don't know, just That's whatever horror month. movie we want to do. Which we want to do Thanksgiving movies. We haven't done that yet. So that Turkey's would be a lot, lot of John Wayne ones. Pilgrim. Hey there, Pilgrim. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh God, a John Wayne series would be not probably not good. Um, but. Yeah, anyways, that's what I do. If you want to check that out, it's it's pretty good. It's pretty fun. So if you're interested, check it out. You should. I agree. Check it out. Check it, check it out. And then as for me, uh, check it, check us out uh, on mm. patreon.com slash monster hunters, mm. where we do stuff that people thought could never be done. More we monsters. Monsters esque, I should say. Monsters esque, monsters adjacent. Yep. Alternate timelines. Who knows what we do? It's uh, anything's possible over there, and it's always fun. That's right. Yeah, it it is a fun thing. And yeah, if you guys have any suggestions for things you want to talk about, like it's like, oh yeah, we mentioned some weird rabbit hole thing. Well, you should go into that more. Let us know. Mm -hmm. Maybe we'll do it. I agree. Got some Mad Libs for us to do. Send them through. Yeah, definitely. You got any quizzes you want us to take? What's that? Any quizzes out there? Oh, I guys? do. <laughs> Large pills. You want <laughs> yeah, if you want to mail some pills, uh, I think <laughs> we'll take one. Yeah. Mail mm. giant light bulb sized pills mm. to us. Anything to end this madness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you set that timer for way down the road. <laughs> 300 years. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, They're going to find me in a sarcophagus. I'm going to wake up. <laughs> he's hmm. so well preserved. It looks yeah, like he's so- sleeping. What's the next episode of the Monsters? <laughs> Just frantically <laughs> climbing out. Like I'm late. Well, are we? Are we? Is, is Run the Real still on hiatus? I get it going. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, somebody years. check check the archives. Oh, uh, would be wild is if you woke up in the Monster Hunters wing of that museum oh. after, after you went to if you put yourself me. to sleep for 300 years, Terry. We blew up. <laughs> Yeah, dang it! That well, has it was your be a correlation to that. I think it was your publicity stunt. Oh, Man okay. puts himself to sleep for three hundred years mm-hmm. <laughs> to get out of doing another <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Sleep. <laughs> yep. Oh and, yeah, that yeah and you wake up to uh to a vinyl record uh that's Ooh. pressed from my ashes <laughs> and, and a needle made yeah pressed from and, my ashes and it's just playing away uh, uh like uh, one of your favorite episodes because we told him put it on repeat. Yep, until I wake up, but the guard <laughs> fell asleep. So it's just hello. It's just playing uh, in the middle. Oh, it's just silent. Yep. Yeah. Well, the needle's <laughs> all the way on the inside, right? So it's just, mm-hmm. they have a guy there that they hired twenty four hours a day to just <laughs> oh god put the needle back every time. Imagine but he fell job. asleep. And just oh, just having to listen to the Monster Hunter episode over and over again. Just that one. Not even like multiple. <laughs> Oh man! We always make sure it's we make sure it's a good one. Yeah, Yeah. it'd be worth it. I'd listen to that for three hundred years straight. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't? And Uh, in fact, in three hundred years, everyone's listening to it nonstop. We're like um, we're like Bill and Ted almost. We uh, monster hunters have brought peace to the earth. Oh yes, (laughs) we did the the perfect episode, and we're trying to figure out when. Yeah, yep. I, I also like the fact that, like, or maybe if the record isn't skipping 
Terry wakes up, opens up the sarcophagus. He hears the episode and just closes it again. <laughs> Good night. I'm going back to sleep. <laughs> I haven't been slept long enough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Flying cars outside and sentient yep. robots and all sorts of crazy stuff going on. Holograms, you and me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. You've got like all throughout the museum, just you guys yeah. like talking. It's like, well, I thought the monsters were all these like deep dives and <laughs> things. <laughs> This is what we think it we created an AI that to mimic Derek and Keith, and this is what we think they would think of the musters now. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. I'm still reading stuff from the from Almanac. It's uh it's a recreation of the th- of the cathedral and the altar, but a hologram of me pops up and oh starts reading. Goodness. We had an AI listen to 300 years first and monsters to analyze it and to figure yeah. out exactly how they speak. A hologram oh. of Derek kneels down, holding up the book, Alter Boy style. Alter Boy to Priest style every yeah. week. Oh, and speaking Man. of every week, we need to close this episode like we close every other episode. Hmm. Oh my gosh. Bringing up Buddy. This is the intro? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Bringing up body. Dora Morandi Ooh. as Iris. Enid Markey as Violet. The aunts, I assume. And Frank Aletter as Buddy. Uh-huh. Wow. Mm. There it is. The grand scheme That's of funny. things. Wow. Makes you really think Monsters nailed their intro. <laughs> yes, they mm-hmm. did. The Monster Hunters are Derek Glasscock, Keith Gala, and Terry Vicroy. Keith is the host of the Pop-Up Filmcast, and that was great, wasn't it? Both shows can be found wherever you subscribe to podcasts. For more about Keith's shows, you can follow Pop-Up Filmcast on Twitter at Pop-Up Filmcast. And that was great, wasn't it, at How Great Was That? You can also follow Keith on Twitter at KG3030. Terry is one of the hosts of Run the Real. It's a movie podcast that does deep dives on films with a theme. You can follow Run the Real on Twitter at Run the Real. You can also follow Terry on Twitter at Terry underscore Vicroy. If you would like more musings from me, you can follow on Twitter at Derek the number nine and the word nine. Follow Monster Hunters on Twitter at Monster Hunters and subscribe on your podcatcher of choice for more Monster Hunter fun. Monster Hunters is mixed and edited by me, Derek. All original music is composed and mixed by Terry Vicroy, and executive producers are me and Keith Gullett. The Monster Hunters is a Crispy Dodo production.